Welcome to The Clickdown. I'm Dan Feller. And I'm Anna Ruiz. And today we're talking about secure private access and Citrix secure access. So we're on the week two of the special Launchpad series episodes. We're going to go a little bit deeper on the topics that were announced during the Launchpad events. And today we're talking about the security Launchpad. So just as a reminder for these special Launchpad episodes, we won't be doing our traditional tech updates. Instead, what we're going to be doing is we'll do a brief recap on some of the announcements that we're giving during the Launchpad series, and then we're going to bring in our special guests so that we can talk further about them. So one of the things I talked about in the Security Launchpad was how much IT environments have changed over the last you know year and a half. And if you think about it was before, it's actually kind of hard to think about what was going on, you know, 18 months ago. Um, but a lot, you know, pretty much majority of the people were still working in offices and you really didn't think about security that much. You know, most users didn't. And because you go to the office, you just assume your environment's secure. But then what happened, you know, we all know everyone all of a sudden shifted to remote work. And think about this now is that all of the users are on their home networks. How many of those users are actually you know, experience or their network administrators, you know, they know how to secure their home network. You know, a lot of, a lot of home users just know that they, Hey, I got this broadband modem. I, I plugged it in and I'm now on the internet. You know, most of them probably aren't even changing the, uh, the, the default admin password on these, you know, on these broadband routers. So the security aspect of this has become very critical, you know, for organizations in, in the, uh, the, the grand scheme of things, you know, the scope of this is it's actually more dangerous for organizations now because you have all these users on home networks, which, you know, are pretty much unsecured for the most part. Yeah. And we've also seen just a, an increase in, in the amount and the sophistication of actual attacks. So it makes it very easy for those end users to fall for some of these um, you know, malicious attackers, malicious, malicious links. And so during the security launch pad, you know, we talked about a couple of ways that Citrix is able to help with security. Um, you know, we talked about things like the joint initiative that we have with Google and how, you know, we're able to provide that zero trust environment and minimize the attack surface. Um, we also talked about the addition of bot management capabilities to Citrix web app and API protection that allows IT to quickly set up and, you know, simply permit or deny list of IP addresses to filter those known bad bots quickly and reduce the strain on your actual infrastructure. Yeah, I, th I think we might have to do a, a podcast sometime in the future on, you know, API protection and, and bot management, because uh, I think a lot of people are like, what the heck's a bot? Aren't all bots <laughs> bad? And there's actually good bots out there, and we could spend a lot of time on that. But Today we're gonna we're gonna spend a lot more time talking about secure private access and Citrix secure access, and these are basically cloud delivered zero trust services uh, that Citrix delivers. And so today we want to dive deeper into these. You know, we're gonna walk through the demo that was shown during the launchpad and talk about the different aspects of those demos. You know, what actually made those demos work within secure private access and secure access. Yeah, so today we have invited back a guest that was already on the Clickdown before, Andre Lebovici, um, to the Clickdown. So Andre is a principal product marketing manager. So Andre, welcome back to the Clickdown. 
uh, for Thank for all our new Thanks listeners. So much. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us just a quick summary on you know about who you are and, and what you do at Citrix? Yeah, so um, I'm responsible for product marketing for all, not all, but um, identity and zero trust, uh, most specifically um, SPA, the product that we're going to talk about. Um, so everything that we are you know, pushing out from a content delivery perspective, uh, not, not so much on the technical side, like, you no, know, I know you guys are the ones doing that, but uh, I'm kind of heading out that, you know, all the efforts to work with marketing, with sales, um, with our product management team and so on. Yeah, it's fun. A lot of things to do. Yeah, and I guess since this is your uh, second time on this podcast, I guess, you know, you can take that to mean that you didn't suck the first time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, uh, that's, good. that's good to know. <laughs> so be before we jump into the demo, um, we just want to really talk about, just get a high-level understanding is, what is secure private access? Because I think for a lot of people, you know, this is going to be a new thing for them. Right. So secure private access, uh, as part of the announcement um, yesterday, I think it was yesterday, right? Um, is the new service that uh, Citrix is delivering cloud-based. And I'll, you know, as always, everything that we're doing now is uh, cloud-based for the most part. Um, to deliver zero trust to our customers, existing customers and new customers. And it's kind of replacing uh, the old secure workspace access uh, with some key differences and benefits, of course. So that's sort of like at a high level, a new zero trust service uh, to provide zero trust to our customers. And, and we also heard Andre about a different term that sounds very similar, so it might be confusing, you know, secure access. So what exactly is a difference? How is secure access different from secure private access or is it the same thing? Yeah, no, that, that's actually a great question. So secure private access is a product, right? Um, as I mentioned, cloud delivered and so on. And secure access is the Uber solution or umbrella solution that encompass not only secure private access, but a few different services that deliver security on demand to our customers. And, and within this solution, we are integrating secure private access with SIA, which is secure internet access, um, and a few other Citrix services. And with this integration, not only we become more intelligent and have more data to analyze and create analytics and be able to act on all this information. So basically we're making the services more intelligent, um, getting them to work together. So this is the secure access uh, solution. And within the solution, we have the different products. Um, I don't think today we're talking about a secure internet access. We're talking more about secure private access, but it's good to understand that those are not individual products anymore. They're actually being integrated. So, so within secure access, you have secure private access, which, you know, based on the name, I'm getting access to private apps or resources. And then you also have secure internet access, which again, based on the name, it's giving me secure access to internet resources, you know, the rest of the internet. Um, so that that's, kind of makes that, sense. That's correct. At a, at a high level, I mean, there are a couple overlaps between the products because at the end of the day, we are securing access um, to resources, but a secure private access is mostly focused on accessing uh, internal resources. But it also protects, as an example, um, on like SaaS uh, resources, SaaS applications and web applications or applications 
even though they are private, you might put them in, in the cloud, like Azure or, or, or Google and so on. So, um, but you were right at a high level. I think that's a good way to, to, to say what, you know, to mention on what they do. So I think Andre, now what we want to do is, you know, we saw during the security launch pad, you know, a really good demo that highlights some of this functionality. And we want to try to understand really what is happening behind the scenes and how we are able to secure, you know, in, in all these different situations. So, you know, at the start, we, we show a user that's logging on and, you know, he or she is accessing a local application, in this case, Outlook. Um, and basically that user selects a link within the email. So how is Citrix able to protect, you know, from, from those dangerous and malicious links, which now can be very realistic, right, um, even within those local applications? Right, so you're talking about Outlook. Uh, local on the computer, it's at the web version, it's an internal version of Out uh, Exchange <laughs> running the network, is it accessing in a VDI solution? So like, it's, you see, that, and that's the bigger, the bigger problem, right? So there's not a single answer for everything because you might have different types of resources and you're accessing in different ways. So as an example, SIA would be a you know, secure internet access, it would be a good way to protect against uh, like a, a bad link. But on the, at the same time, if you need to access an application that is inside your organization, let's say you're, you know, you're heavily uh, segmented or protected network, you want to make sure that users access um, your exchange from inside. Now you need a way to access inside your network without actually, actually opening ports or using VPNs and so on. And that's where uh, secure private access would, is coming um, to play. And, here is one of the key things and one of the differences between uh, secure workspace access and secure private access, which is the new service. So secure workspace access provided zero trust or we call reverse proxy um, to access through the cloud, through the Citrix services with adaptive access, which I'm gonna talk in a second, um, to all your internal web apps uh, inside the walls of your data center. So it's a secure way to provide access without the, the you know, the hassle and the security problems of a VPN. What Secure Private Access is doing now is not only allowing you to do that, but also extending that to all types of applications. So now you can access your Oracle, your SAP, your SharePoint, your, you know, um, your every, anything that's inside the walls of your data center, even, even VoIP as an example through, you know, UDP packets and as well. It's all now supported uh, with Secure Private Access. And that's one of the one of the big differences between the old service and the new service. And more and more we'll see uh, things evolving in that direction. Because uh, while, well, I just want to say that while you know, organizations are shifting to the cloud and more and more, so probably if they're developing a new service or they are you know, going through a different SaaS service, they'll use the cloud. But all those applications that are still in the data center still need to be accessed. And we have a long tail of business applications that have been developed for the past 20, 30 years that is still there. And some of them might never be replaced, right? And giving access to them um, with VPNs or opening ports in the furrow is just not, not good enough anymore in our new hybrid working environments. So, so this is, I, I, I guess, previously, we were allowing that you know, zero trust network access only for HTTP, HTTPS based application, you know, web apps. And now what you're saying is this will allow it for 
other types of resources on other types of protocols that are that those applications run on internally? Yeah, that's correct. We now um, including support for uh, TCP, UDP um, applications as part of the service natively. And and those you know, if you're familiar with you know most of uh, most of the people actually listening to this podcast are familiar with Citrix services and Citrix products, and we would know uh, Workspace. So um, all that is coming in some shape or form integrated with Citrix Workspace as well. And I think one of the things to know, Andre, and correct me if I'm wrong, is that these capabilities, you don't have to be using VDI, right? Um, or is VDI a requirement like Citrix, virtual apps and desktops service? Yeah, that's another great question. No, it's completely independent of VDI. Um, I know that most customers already have C, you know, VDI deployed on-premise or just using CVAD service and so on. And it works with your VDI solution, but at this this new you know, the zero trust package or products or solution is completely independent of, of your existing VDI deployment on-premise or in the cloud. It can work together as well, but you don't need that, correct? One of the other things they were they were showing in the demo was, um, you know, a user would be on this managed device and they'd have to authenticate, of course. And then they started traveling and they were using a, a personal laptop. And the authentication changed. So instead of just username and password, they had stronger MFA, um, you know, authentication. What part of, you know, this solution is is responsible for that, you know, for that forcing that stronger MFA? Like, how's that working? Right. So um, we have uh, two pieces also that have been added to the new service. Uh, we call it adaptive authentication and the adaptive access policies. Let me go over adaptive authentication first. So unlike uh, you know, a few other solutions, we're not even talking about VPNs here. I'm talking about ZT, you know, some other ZTNA solutions that require like a third-party um, MDM or EDR, XDR um, agent on the on the device to be able to manage and control all these policies and and um, enforce like, this reverse proxy and so on. First of all, what I would like to say is that the solution that Citrix developed doesn't require an agent, right? It's not necessarily. We can do more things with the agent deployed on the device, but it doesn't require. Um, now, with the adaptive authentication solution, we are able, it, 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 it to be fairly open here, it, it varies according to, you know, the agent being deployed or not on the device, what you can do and how you can do it. But we can contextually um, assess the user, the device and the location. So as an example, and I think we talked in, in concept a little bit about that before, right? But as an example, have the ability to identify the user, have the ability to uh, run a device posture check and ensure the device is compliant with the rules the organization wants. So it's antivirus deployed, are there certain key in the registry, and so on. So everything that we used to be able to do, I don't know if you remember, with, with Citrix Gateway on-premise from an EPA perspective, is now also available as part of this adaptive service in, in the cloud. So we bring all that powerful workflow uh, to validate the device posture into the adaptive service. Uh, adaptive authentication service. Um, or we could, as an example, also validate geolocation. So user is not allowed, so only allowed to access from, from USA. If they go to Europe, they're not able to access Salesforce for some, some reason, right? So all those, uh, what we call the context, right? Or the user context 
are now bundled together and we can assess that. And when we actually look at all these aspects together, we are able also to correlate and create what we call a user score, if you will. And based on this user score, we are able to tell the system if their user should have access to certain applications and how that access should happen. So now I'm not only, only talking about the authentication, but also talking what is the user allowed to do with certain applications. And that ties into another topic, which is the adaptive access policies where we are able to control uh, if the users are able to copy and paste, to download, to upload, and so on. But not only on static rules, but you know, in a very flexible, dynamic model where um, the user score and all the, the context will actually define what the user can do. And all, all that, I always, always know everything that we're doing now is based on Citrix Cloud, everything to a single pane of glass, easily manageable, easily configurable, and so on. Is that too complex to understand or? No, I think that's pretty clear. I think that's pretty clear, Andre. And I think a lot of our traditional um, on-prem ADC customers will understand that, right? Because that was one of the, the very big selling points of the on-prem ADC was being able, not this on and off switch, right? Of whether you get access or not, but be able to adapt and be able to change those policies or that authentication, like Dan was saying, based on, on different rules, right? And, and that's constantly changing. So am I able to print? Am I able to copy and paste? Um, I believe we can even do things like watermarking, correct? So um, so I can prevent users from going and taking screenshots. Um, so really being able to adapt to what the user is doing and where they're accessing those applications for, um, from. And I think it's awesome that now we have these capabilities um, you know, fully in the cloud. Um, so I guess my next question is a lot of times these users aren't necessarily malicious users, right? Like they're not going out of their way to leak intellectual property, but things happen. And so we saw in the demo that um, that end user accidentally shares his screen and their sensitive data. And so to the other participants in the meeting, that is basically a grayed out screen. So can you talk a little bit about what is going on there and how that is happening on the back end? Yes, of course. Um, as part of uh, secure private access, we have the application protection policies. Um, also, again, fully configurable through Citrix Cloud, where the administrator can define um, or enable, if you will, um, if that user in that application should be protected again against uh, this type of malware, like you know, uh, keyloggers, uh, where we will encrypt the data and anti-screenshots malwares as well. Um, and, and that's how good we actually have been delivering this even with the previous product. Uh, but um, it's important to understand that for unmanaged devices or BYO devices, which we have more and more, we also have a solution. We're not only able to protect um, those devices that have a workspace deployed and the agent and all that with, the, with that solution, but for those unmanaged devices, it might be a contractor, a party, you know, a third-party person accessing the network. We're able to redirect the user to a Citrus Cloud-hosted secure browser, like an RBI remote browser or a remote browser isolation. Um, so 
even those websites uh, where they need access, uh, but you don't want them accessing the internal work because you can't manage those devices, um, we direct the user and they open that in this secure environment that will be self-destructed after use. So, you know, when you talk about malicious links and or you know, being able to screenshot and things like that, we have a solution not only for your users that are you, where you manage the device or you have workspace deployed, but also for those unmanaged devices as well. And this is key because, you know, with hybrid working model um, really becoming you know, more and more prevalent, we're seeing more and more of those, those devices. And I think some organizations really deciding not even to support uh, corporate devices anymore. Yeah, and so I know, I, think, I know. I know a lot of users would not, you know, especially when you're on BYO devices, they don't want to install agents on their personal devices, especially ones that are going to be looking at, you know, URLs that you're selecting and things like that. Um, so being able to have a solution that's, you know, effectively agentless would, you know, is really nice. You know, not, you know, of course, this is applicable for users on personal devices, but also contractors and temporary workers where, again, they're not going to want, um, agents on their endpoint device tracking and, you know, validating all the different sites they're going to, because, you know, they're working with a lot of different customers at the same time. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of privacy concerns with something like that. Yeah. I have a BYO. I don't, I don't want any agents on my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> and Andre, so, so that bright browser isolation that you mentioned, that is seamless to the end user, right? Like they don't need to change essentially their workflow in order to do this. Like this happens all on the back end, but to them, it's it's basically no disruption, correct? That, that's correct. It's, it, you know, when they click on the link, it, uh, the user is automatically forwarded to. So we have a web version of, Cit of Citrix Workspace app, right? which is probably what they would be using if they don't have the Citrix workspace deployed in their device. And once they click on the link to an app, to open the app, it would automatically open in this remote browser isolation session. And there, all the adaptive access policies, the controls to uh, what they can do, copy, paste, SS, or downloads, and, and so on, this is all there as well. So it not only apply to the application, to the workspace app, but also to the remote browser session. So as you start to see, this is, you know, it's it's you know, it's a product that have different features and capabilities, but to some extent they are all tied together. The same policies um, will apply to all these features, you know, to on-premise uh, workspace, to the on your device, to the browser-based um, solution, to the remote browser isolation to the user coming from BYO from to the user coming from an untrusted device. No, for, for the user accessing from within a VDI session. So, and that's the key in what the solution becomes holistic and consolidated as, as a zero trust CTNA strategy. Um, and this is what, you know, in my personal opinion, what you know, CISOs and CIOs should start looking at because you end up with a disparate amount of, uh, security solutions or security products that don't necessarily integrate and it becomes very hard to put a, a real consolidated strategy in place when you have no solutions that don't work together and no it it, ma it makes sense yeah for sure i know you know 
traditionally you see security and end user experience on completely opposite sides, right? Like you either have great security or great user experience and there's no in between. And at Citrix, we've always said that that's not the case, that you can have very high security and also a great user experience so that your users can be productive. And I think everything that you've talked about today goes to show that, right? That we're not trying to disrupt the user. We're not even saying that the users are necessarily malicious, but because of this hybrid remote work model, we need to be able to allow users to be productive while at the same time protect our environment from all these complex and malicious attacks. Yeah, you're hitting on a key point here. Um, you know, the user experience should never be hindered by security. And, you know, users will always find a way around security if it gets in their way. Um, and we know that, right? So, so what we are uh, trying to build here is a solution that allows you to have the highest levels of security in your organization, protect your information, protect your applications, uh, but at the, and protect your users, right? But at the same time, you don't get in the way of their productivity. Yeah, that, that, that makes sense, being able to give the users the freedom to work how they want to work, but yet, you know, IT can put safeguards around it so that, you know, you can have that freedom, but you might not be able to have, you know, full access. And, you know, we're, we're going to change how you're going to access these files because we need, and, and this content, because we need to protect it. But you can still use any device you want. You're still going to be able to get your job done. Um, but there's different ways we can protect the environment based on, based on, you know, what your capabilities are and, 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 and your endpoint device and your location, a bunch of other things, you know, criteria based on your, on your, on your current scenario. But, uh, I think that that's a good overview of, you know, secure private access and secure access. And we even touched a little bit about on the secure internet access as well. Um, unfortunately we're running out of time. So, uh, Andre. Thanks again for joining us on the ClickDown. Hopefully we'll uh, probably be talking to you again soon, I'm guessing. Yeah, no, thanks for having me. Always a pleasure to be here. Yeah, as long as you don't ask me the final question. <laughs> you don't remember, right? <laughs> do you? Who, who's we your do. favorite host? <laughs> <laughs> I'll skip that today. I got in trouble last time. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, thank you, Andre. And just a reminder to everyone, we will be having a third one of these for the Work Launchpad. So we'll see you again next week.